Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greeley. Good morning, Rob, or I guess it's afternoon. How are you doing? Well, doing fantastic, Todd. It's great to be back on the show doing it. I'm excited. So a little little bird, primarily you, told me today is a special day. Well, I guess uh, we all have a special day once a year, don't we? That's right. So you made another trip (laughs) around the sun. Right. And uh, the the real question is, are you going to get a birthday spanking? So... Oh, yes. The birthday spanking. Um, I'm you know, not so how, sure that's going to happen, but how, we'll see. How many, <laughs> how many spanks is it this time? 56, 57, 58? Anyway, it's, it's a number. In that range, yes. <laughs> oh, I've got some good stories about when I was in the Navy when people had their birthday. It would be considered hazing today. So you, you, Oh, you, <laughs> no kidding. Yes. Well, but uh, Fortunately, I'm... I'm past that phase of my life. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, welcome to the show. And uh, I got my two furries running around here, so we'll see if they come in and upset the apple cart. Right. But uh, anyway, so it seems just like phew, it was Wednesday. Now it's Saturday. Where did that time go? And right. here we are. Totally. Yeah. Here we are. But yeah. And no, no real controversies at least that i at least that i saw out there well, i found a few oh you did share with you oh that's interesting <laughs> hey i don't know if they're controversies i mean i i mean it doesn't like that that's our goal with the show is to find <laughs> controversies necessarily but we do like to raise the uh, leading edge as they say that's right, right of things that are going on right so. I do want to make one one comment. I was given access, and I really cannot say anything about it per se yet, but National Geographic gave me a preview of their upcoming series on the new Air Force One. Oh. So that's was gonna, it a new new airplane? Yeah, they they they're building the 747 and uh they're talking about Everything with that, I just, I can't say anything more except that I got to see the preview. I'll be able to talk about it publicly, I think, around Valentine's Day, something like that. But everyone, this is a, it's going to be a fantastic series. It really, really is. And that's just, I'll leave it at that at this point because (laughs) otherwise I'll break the NDAs. But I, so does it have its own podcast listening catalog built on on the plane or something like that? Is that the, no? I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> so are we going to have to set a new uh, destination or whatever to submit podcasts to? It's the Air Force One. <laughs> well, that would be cool. I, you know, I'm sure that would be a notable. Seeing that there's a bunch of Air Force podcasts and stuff like that, that might be uh, quite That's notable a good idea, to do. Right? Yeah. In flight entertainment. <laughs> Yes, to but probably to the and make sure it's only piped into the press area so that they can only listen to mainstream right. media. Right. You know, they could they can listen to themselves. That that's right. right. Yeah. So, did, Rob, did you get involved at all with uh, any of this crazy trading that's been going on? That short squeeze or anything like that? Did you make any money on that? Oh no, I didn't get on any of those trades. I'm I'm pretty locked into my portfolio. I have my own my own portfolio strategy that really um, didn't stray into the realm of investing in brick and mortar. (laughs) (laughs) 
So it's so, it, it's right. that's dominated. That's the only th- news I've actually watched on TV was I for I've been watching CNBC for the last three or four days, right. just watching right. the drama. Nothing yeah, about crowdsourcing power of the people screwing the rich guy, right. you know, as much as you can. I just wonder, and I think maybe a lot of people are asking, is it, it, has this been going on for a long time in a lot of other sectors, and we just haven't known about it? Well, the the hedge guys have been screwing us for years, so. Oh, well, on well, yeah. But, I mean, let's, I mean, we can just quickly mention what is typically a hedge fund. A hedge fund is usually, what, on retirement money, right? Yeah. So mostly, mostly well, what it is? It, so. it gets, there is a lot of retirement money, so these guys. Right. You know, right. they have big firms, multi-billions of dollars, and they bet, well, not all of them bet against, they bet for some stocks too, and they buy right. up companies, but who's gotten hurt here is those that were doing shorts. And well, yeah, shorts, I'm not a big fan of shorts anyway. I think it's a, it's, it's a negative way of looking at markets, I've, I think. I've, I've only like shorted it. a couple of stock before, and one of them was Libsyn, yeah. so... <laughs> Nice little dig there. Todd. I, like oh, I, I, held, I held a little bit and I shorted some too. So, you know, it was back in the Spencer days when he was, well, yeah, when he was doing true. funny business. You're probably business. not shorting it now, right? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't think there's too many others that are shorting it either right now. So, um, but anyway, it's, it's definitely, uh, and, interesting time and it seems like every aspect of our culture and our society and our economic system is being challenged right now isn't it well it's you know it's, it's fascinating i, it's I fascinating. think i think uh and even media you know if you, if you look at a reddit channel when a reddit channel and just saying hey i think you should buy this stock <laughs> will destroys a company right well, I mean, I thought it was fascinating. I think that the aspect of this that was fascinating to me is that AMC, the big right. um, movie chain, was able to pay off their long-term debt That's right. by this. That's right. It's like $600 million that they, they were able to fund out of the increase in the stock price. That's right. And Because um, they did and, some conversions at a very low price. They, right. The stock cost them, thir- they, they held stock that was $10 or whatever it was. Right. Yep. And went four, five hundred. So what they do? They start selling more stock, and right. they just unloaded. They got all that cash, raw cash. It came out of the short sellers' pocket. Right, it's beautiful. <laughs> so you think about that as a, huh? Right. So yeah, I mean, it is an interesting paradigm of, and not to mention all the all the average retail traders that really cleaned up. Well, and it may have saved the the movie going business too. I mean, <laughs> AMC was talking about folding up shop, you know, before they this, had got so. 900 million, a $900 million loan just last week too, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, anyway, um, I, I just think it's all fascinating and, and you know, the, he, he just disclaimer upon the show, Rob and I are not financial advisors. Every penny <laughs> that you're going to put in the stock market, you're going to lose. Okay. Right. So, well, I haven't found that to be the case. Well, know, I'm just saying that we have to yeah. say that. We, yeah, we can't. Oh, I know we do. I right. Know we do. Yeah. I mean, I'm not recommending anything. No. I, I've done very well on the stock market. But I do so, think that yeah. the it is interesting. It goes into along some of the other stuff we've seen. The Robinhood app folks yeah. stopped trading yeah. for a day 
and really screwed their customers. I mean, I mean, I mean, screwed them. So mm. that app, there's no way that app can be trusted. You know, at this point, that company cannot be trusted for right. for trading. Right. I have a, you know, my own account on a different platform, but it's they, they can't be trusted. So, so is the is the thought that they're stealing from the poor and giving to the rich? Is that right. what uh, is that what's happening there? Right. <laughs> yeah, quite the um, opposite. So, yeah. Right. And so, in so my anyways, personal, this has really nothing to do know, with podcasting. So, <laughs> but in my personal opinion, no one has any right or should be using the Robinhood app. That's my personal opinion. But anyway, what's going on in podcasting that's exciting? Well, I thought it was really interesting uh, that Podcast One made an interesting announcement oh. that this week. I don't know if you saw that one. I did. Um, you know, we should probably set this up. Uh, Podcast One was acquired by the LiveX Live media platform out of LA. And guess what LiveX Live does? Um, you, you can tell by the name of the company that they're into live stuff, right? right. So um, they've been doing a lot of live video entertainment, stuff like that. So they've, they've announced that the next big thing for podcasting is what's called vodcast. Talk. Mm. Hmm. I haven't heard Real, that term ever. I know ever, ever, ever. So it's something new, Todd, that, uh, video is coming to podcasting in a big way. So here's that doesn't by chance play into their strategy at all. By no, no. That. But here, no. here's the here's the the Robin Todd free consulting advice. <laughs> and uh, podcast one or LiveX Live, you guys can send us a check for ten thousand dollars for this just few minutes of of. Right, right. Y- you're not going to do well with that strategy if you think that podcasting is going to turn to video. Now, video serves a purpose. Just like we're doing live right now. Get a little little interaction here. Hi, Mike. Hi, Liz. Hi, Brad. Hi, Sean. You know, that's you know, they're they're live and watching. Yeah. It it serves a purpose. Good interaction, a little bit of fun mm-hmm. while we're doing the show. Right. But Rob, how many hours a day can you watch something versus listen to something? Here's here's the ten thousand dollar piece of advice. You, you have much more listening time than mm-hmm. viewing time. Right. So I, I don't see, I, I watch my fair share of YouTube. Right. You know, I probably have got a hundred YouTube channels that I follow and I'm often pissed because they haven't put nothing out and I have to go looking for more channels because it's 15 minutes right. here, 10 minutes there, you know, so it's just little bits and chunks of content. And, right. uh, I think that uh, there is a, uh, you know, YouTube is doing well, but that's YouTube. I know, Todd, I mean, I mean, if you really, and I've been trying to be fairly objective about this, and I know we both go way back in the early days of the podcasting meeting when a big chunk of the podcasting meeting was video. Um, And we're still doing a video podcast, so it isn't like we're against video podcasting at all. I think that it's it's definitely may have some legs coming back. I mean, with the heightened interest in the audio side, um, I can see some interest maybe in people doing stuff outside of YouTube too. So right. I'm not, I'm not sure what the model is that they're working on here. They didn't really talk specifically about anything particularly, but I know that LiveX Live has 
focus primarily on live stage events uh, around music festivals and that kind of stuff, you know, more on right. the entertainment side. So I'm not quite sure what the model is that they're thinking about here that's going to work. Um, but I, I would be a little bit excited to see video come back into the fold a little bit more. Yeah. I, um, I, I don't know. think there's any doubt that video has a place and, oh, and, and here's what the opposite token. What, what have, you know, I, I'm, preach my to my own self i basically said don't build your castle on somebody else's platform so that's why i do video right. as a video podcast because mm -hmm. youtube really doesn't drive me very many views you know right. we get 20 30 something like that so i am by far a, a no, i'm a nobody in the youtube world right but we get far more downloads of the podcast on the video side i think it's like 80 20 Right, for this as, show. as a video podcast. Right, right, right. Right. And that's only available on just a couple platforms right, right. now. Um, you know, mainly Apple. Um, but, you know, and, you know, and Todd, we both made conscious choices just based on convenience of how we do video mm -hmm. in the podcasting space, too. We, we have these big mics, and we don't really, I mean, we have kind of sets behind us to some right. degree, but... You know, if you think about what we could do, we could have a completely different kind of setup. Sure. Um, but it would be, uh, it'd be very similar to what we're doing here. Um, I know that there are some big media properties, um, like the Rich Eisen show and, and others that have done like these simulcasts on cable television that do like sports talk shows and stuff like that, yeah. that have sets and they sit around on the couches and they have the bookshelves behind them and they've, sure. they have this very kind of stage television stage type of look, but yet they're very popular audio podcasts too. So there's probably a, a line to be walked here of an opportunity and it's nothing new. I wouldn't say that, you know, what they're proposing here is anything new. That vodcast word has been around for yeah. years and years and years it just people haven't used it very much and it it's yeah it's it's what it is i mean it's it's an okay strategy i just thought it was an interesting thing for us to talk about is kind of like coming back to the future you yep. know and i and i think there's a place for it and i think that you know i'll go back to the so absolutely there was two reasons i did video to begin with when i started mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. one I was recording the show at 8 p.m. Hawaiian Standard Time, and after 600 episodes, I was lonely right. doing the right. show because right. it was, like, boring. You know, I, I shouldn't say boring. There was, I was miss. I wanted that interactivity. Hmm. And even though when I, and then the second part was if I wanted to make sure I knew it was how video was being done, I had to do it myself. But hmm. the the main piece that I really realized even after I started doing live, just most people were in this, in the lower 48 were asleep because it was two o'clock in the morning on the East coast or right. 11 in, in Pacific time when I started the show. Cause I was recording about 8 PM when I was in Hawaii. So mm -hmm. who was watching was the Australians and just a few people, maybe a New Zealander would come in and there would just, just a spattering of con comment was enough to make it feel more real. Right. So your video podcast of your geek new central show, how has that done over the it's years? It's done fantastic. It's like 70, 30. Is it? 
Really? You know, yeah. Wow. And it's held well, right about there. There's something to be said for that. Yeah. And I think they're non. There's something to be said for that. It's. I think it's non-duplicative audience too. So, because I know yeah. once in a while, if I don't do video, guess what I do? I drop the audio in the video feed, and I get email. Hey, <laughs> uh, that was supposed to be a video. Th- thanks for the audio. So I get emails when when I because you know if I travel or do whatever, and I promised my audience this year that I am not going to do. All my shows are not going to be live. I'm going to do some shows that are audio only. And that was actually received really, really well in the feedback I got until I do it. If I do, you know, four or five episodes in a row, which I might, I might do Mm -hmm. four or five episodes. Because guess what? Now getting the video ready, I got got here at 11.05, got the studio fired up, make sure all the screens were making, working, all the video feeds were working, make sure all the switching was working, make sure the recording system's ready, Mm -hmm. pushing all these buttons. When doing audio, guess what I do? I just sit down and hit record. That's it. Right. You know, a little more, a little, you know, my normal prep, but minus all the extra stuff. M- stuff. You have to get set up. Yeah, the stuff. You know? Right, right. So, I mean, I think that I'm feeling kind of in the podcasting market a desire to do more video with their podcasting. I mean, I can just feel it bubbling up. I hear people you know, um, asking about video, um, because people are, it, it, it's just kind of a grassroots things that I, I, I sense that people are discovering more and more that you can do video mm-hmm. podcasting. I think we've, the market has positioned itself to be so focused on audio, 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 that, um, people have lost right. the, the knowledge that it is possible to do video here, but there are costs associated with sure. that. We have to be clear on that. Um, there's more bandwidth costs, more storage costs, and that can drive up your expense for your podcast. Absolutely, But it can also give you a visual opportunity, um, that your audio podcast doesn't have. So it's, you know, each podcast has to weigh that against their strategy of what they're trying to do in their show and realize that even in the video, you have to be conscious. If you're going to use the video as the source of your audio, you still have to think about um, verbalizing anything visual. So, and I think if you, you know, my choice was that I would do 720p as my output. And I've tweaked over the years. You have to find right. that fine line. And my biggest checkpoint is I go and I load the show on my 60 inch flat screen. Right. And I look at the, how it looks there. Because it's always going to look good on the mobile device because they've squished it down. It's it's you know it's it's a different pixel. It just looks different on mobile. And if I'm satisfied with the way it looks on the on my 60 inch screen, I'm good. So today, you know, I encode this show at um, 2.7 kilobits per second, which mm-hmm. still. <laughs> When we're all done, uh, the file typically for this show is 1.3 gigs in size. Right. That's a lot. It's a lot. You of course, know. it's a long show too. So, but it, yeah. it in with the audio version of the show, I'm encoding it 128k. So that's like 80 megs. So you know, it the the podcast is the video podcast is 10, 12, 15 times bigger. Than the audio version. So, Todd, can you hear much of a difference in this show between 96 and 128? 
be honest with you, Rob, I've just been doing it at 128 for so long, I don't even pay attention. I mean, I it, I guess in the bigger picture, it really doesn't make any difference. But um, it's just an interesting question. I mean, I get asked that question. Well, what should I encode my, my show at? And I pretty much always re- recommend down 96. So, you know, I, I, the way I look at it is you can do 128K or 64K stereo. Excuse me, 64K mono. Right. And you get the same quality as 128K. So. Right. That's true. Because it's that the 64 is split into two channels. Yeah. When you're doing 128K stereo, it's you're right. really listening 64. Right. So you actually, you probably, you probably should be doing, I should probably should be doing 64K mono is what I should probably be doing with this show. Or 96 mono. Yeah, that, 96 mono. That'll be a big, big, big bump, big bump, bump. In the audio quality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And probably, and probably a decent, uh, probably not much of a trade-off in file size. Right. I agree. So. Yep. Yeah. Cause you have a lot of, I mean, I've played around with the joint stereo um, yep. setting as well. Cause that doesn't create as big a file as full stereo right. does. Um, but it doesn't save that much. Right. So, but, uh, I, I heard that there was, so anyway, to, to kind of wrap up this conversation, I, I kind of hope that video podcasting comes into vogue a little bit more. I mean, I would love to see it. Again, so, I always, you know, we probably field one of these a week or two. Right. And I, I'm very, very cognizant of telling them, remember, you know, this is, you know, what you're getting into right. because people can't use our flat rate plan to, to fit video. So right, because it's, it's big storage. Yeah. You've got big storage numbers. Yeah. Right? So, but it would be cool if it came back, but I guess it's all going to be levered off of the financial ability in this industry to support those kinds of activities. Right. Yeah. So, so anyway, did, did you hear about this new podcast conference? Um, yeah. That was announced, uh, podcast day 24 on June 7th. Boy, that's coming up pretty who, quick. And here. who is, I don't even know who these people are. Uh, Matt uh, Deegan. I say, uh, uh, is the organizer, I, I, I believe he's, is he out of Europe? I have uh, never heard it, of this guy. It says it will be hosted in Sydney, London, and North America. I'm not sure what that means. Maybe we should read it. Um, yeah. So, okay. Right, right, right. So I, okay. I, again, it's just like. Is there room okay. for another? Right. The British Podcast Awards has teamed up with Radio Days Europe to work together on the biggest European podcast conference, podcast day event. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be in Europe, in Copenhagen. No, no, it's not in Copenhagen. Where, where is it going to be held? Or, or is it only <coughs> going to be online? It's not clear in the announcement here. I didn't get a chance to read through it. Um, I think it's an online event. Well, it says podcast conference live and on demand. Interesting. So it, it, it's the organizer that's, or, that that's organizing both the British, British podcast awards as well as the Australian podcast awards in combination with uh, uh, radio days, Europe. I heard there was another awards launching the, 
Independent Podcaster Awards. That's something new that was just, I think, announced the other day. <laughs> so, yeah. Lots of awards going on. So, it's, it's, it just never ends. Did, did your train quit blowing the horn, Rob? I know you muted yourself. No, it's blowing. Uh, that's what, see, see, Rob goes uncomfortably silent because the train's going by, going toot, toot. Well, you know, that's, <laughs> nobody wants to hear a train, do they? Really? <laughs> maybe, maybe some people like to hear the trains. I don't know. I think as kids, we all love trains, right? Right. But trains on uh, podcasts are a, a little bit annoying. <laughs> right so so anyway um yeah so it feels like that the event business is starting to ramp up i did notice that podcast movement is starting to um put out um the ability to reserve a hotel room in nashville oh. so you can uh you can book yourself sounds like a like a plan <laughs> right can't wait. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. can't. I know. Yeah. It'd be awesome if we can get there. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to be there. If no one else wants to go, that's fine. <laughs> so, so how did your announcement of the new categories of the podcast awards? It's been go? okay so far. Not a lot of discussion yet. Mm -hmm. So... You know, I guess we'll we'll see. Uh, you know, where it goes. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I, I guess did, there I'm, wasn't any outrage, which no, is good. No, I did have some suggestions on changing the, uh, and and I'm going to kind of let it ride at this point. Um, the comment. Let's see if I can load this and tell you what they told me to say. Uh, I was told. Make sure I'm in the right channel. Um, yeah, I was told the um, maybe I should call um, the best men and best women. She, I basically was told that female and male may not be the right words to use. Instead, to use a best man and a best woman. So anyway, uh, that jury's still out on right. which which way to go. Don't you have to decide here soon? Yeah, and and I think that I'm going to for now stick with man and woman. So, um, yeah, men in service here, male and female is more scientific, referring to reproduction. This is generally more inclusive for gender slash sex terms. So again, it's it's it. There's a lot of a lot of complications there. You know, it's like you're never going to satisfy everyone. That's for sure. Right. I agree. So yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. But anyway, that's what's, we'll see what happens on Monday when I turn on registration and we'll see how many registrations we get. And I hope everyone that's listening to the shows, please register because we need to put about another $8,000. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because you've added all those categories. Yeah, I've added all those right. categories. So I need about another, yeah, about another eight grand, and you know, 
I just got the trophy bill too, the trophy bill from last year. Woo, So they're delayed, and I'm hopefully, well, I'm, I'm expecting to have it in my hand by February 10th. I'm hoping that's the, the day I get them. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, and th- that process for you is coming up pretty quick, isn't it? Well, to be, I'm going to have to, I'll spend two days shipping these things. So, right. Because I think there's like 60 some trophies this time to ship. The other thing I, I don't know, Todd, if you had a chance to read um, Tom Webster's recent newsletter that he posted. Um, I don't think I did. Last week okay. I read it, but I don't know about if I did this week. Right, right. Well, he posted about. Um, Podcast. I mean, it was a complicated post because he was posting about how um, how creating audio content is is hard, you know. And with the death of Larry King, who I worked with a little bit uh, when I was at Podcast One back in 2014 um, on, on on his podcast, he was doing with Podcast One. But um, I guess Tom had would listen to Larry King with a radio under, under his pillow when Hmm. he was in bed at night. And so he was talking about, you know, the, the, um, quality that Larry brought to the interview, right. And how, how people have really kind of focused on certain key people as being very talented at the interview. Right. Right. Um, and, and as we both know, um, doing an interview and podcasting is a pretty important skill. Sure. So, so he, he was using that as an example about how rare um, that skill of creating conversations that is engaging with a variety of different topics and, you know, how skilled uh, uh, Larry is at that. And he compared him to, you know, like Joe Rogan and to other, you know, um, you know, Howard Stern and those folks around how they built their careers on the interview and how Larry was probably one of the best or the best at doing, doing interviews and thought that that was a, you know, an interesting paradigm as it leads into, you know, creating quality content Mm -hmm. um, and, and how difficult that is. And then paralleling that with all the recent investment that's been happening in the podcasting space um, into these big companies and, and it's been shifting more and more the investment from venture capital into investing in content. Right, right. right. And I know as you look back in the, the history of podcasting, um, most of the investment in podcasting has been around tech. Mm-hmm. So you've seen over the last couple of years a shift in investment more and more into content. And I don't know if so much less into tech. I think there's always been a constant stream of investment in tech, but um, it's just – more of an emphasis into the content side, you know, case in point, you look at Spotify buying, you know, Joe Rogan's podcast on a licensing deal, buying Gimlet, buying these content um, platforms. And you're seeing other, you know, folks like Amazon doing a deal for, for Wondery. That's a content play, right? But it's also an advertising and a monetization strategy as well, but it's always fraught with risk because, um, creating compelling content and in the audio sphere is, is not easy, right? So there's a lot of inherent risks in that. And so I think that, I don't know what you think about this, Todd, but 
the 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 reason these big radio companies have been acquiring these companies is because the talent to create compelling content in the podcasting space is a little different than creating content in the radio space. And so now we're seeing this shift over there and, and, you know, he also states in there, and I agree hundred percent with this, just because there's all this investment in there doesn't mean that it's going to guarantee Spotify success. So there was in the news this past week that there's some question marks that some in some analysts have been asking about whether or not Spotify's massive investments in podcasting is paying off. Right. right? So, you know, it's this balance of, of appreciating that, that, um, the skill and the ability to create compelling content in the podcasting space is it doesn't grow on trees. Right. So we have a finite amount of it. Um, but I guess that's a challenge to the industry. How do we, um, create more talent? How do we enhance, the skills of the industry to create that compelling content to elevate this medium into being a multi-billion dollar advertising medium like radio was. I think the opportunity for podcasting, I think potentially is even greater than radio potentially as you look to the future. I don't know what you think about all those topics, Todd, there's a mismatch of it. it, The way I always look at these mega purchases, they're always fraught with, um, you lose key people, maybe in part of the acquisition, right. you know, maybe people leave, they get their paycheck and they go home. And then you have larger organizations that don't move as fast, that decide things on committee and paperwork. And they're just not really meant to be lean. So right. I think they run the risk of having good intentions but then because it turns into corporate America, they'll have, ch- you know, they may have may again, may have challenges in, in executing. Now I, I look at, I just look at myself from a podcasting standpoint. I, I was a aviation electronics technician in the United States Navy working on airplanes. I had, I had no no mic talent and a cl- didn't have a clue. Yeah, um, I didn't either. Yeah. You know, and really didn't read a broadcast book. And I read radio broadcast books when, and I've got them over in the shelf of there. read how to engage audience, how, you know, all these tricks that radio folks use for years. I didn't read that until like five years in. And I said, wow, I've been doing this all wrong. And I had to change and tweak some things with my show, but I feel I've built a successful podcast. There's people that come in and get value out of it. We've, we've built mm-hmm. a big audience here, my tech show. Right. Right. So I think that podcasting's opportunity is, and it remains the key one that most of us don't really think about all the time is that the playing field is continues to be leveled. You don't have to be a Larry King to find success. You know, you can become a successful podcaster by putting the time and effort and everything you need to grow a show, but some Mm -hmm. podcasts don't want to do that. So I I don't know. It's you're, you're still going to have really three types of podcasters. You're going to have 
true indie. They don't care about no money. They really just, they, they want to do a show with their girlfriend or with their buddy or whatever it may be, partner. Yeah. And, then, and then you're going to have the business-related shows, that other segment that, you know, their goal is a little bit different than, you know, someone right. just, and then you're going to have the, the folks that are really, really focused on, you know, really building big audiences. And, you know, so maybe there's even four categories now, but there's no guaranteed success even for these big companies to continue right. putting out hits. Right. I mean, the TV industry and the movie industry, you just look at the, yeah, at the challenges that they've had with <clears throat> manufacturing hits. It's one of the reasons why you see a lot of these big studios coming out with sequels. Um, so you have <laughs> series that, you know, did, did you well, know, like, like star Wars is a right. great example, right? right? Right. That there's really not a lot new going on there. That's like, well, we have a formula that works. Let's yep. just yep. keep duplicating it and doing it over and over and over again. And that's your, your strategy. Um, and that, that applies to a, a lot of stuff, but you know, podcasting is a, is a different animal. Um, and I've, I've been thinking a lot about this perceived division between, you know, the big corporate podcasting and the perceived indie podcast side of things. And, you know, as probably all of you know, that are listening to this, I, you know, I'm trying to live in both worlds, right? I'm trying to live in the, the corporate side of podcasting as well as the indie side of podcasting and bring those worlds together and have an understanding. So we don't have a perceived divide, but I know that a lot of the shows that are successful on the big corporate uh, podcasting platforms, uh, many of them came out of the indie side. So, right. you know, at, at what point do we just see the industry as one and not create lines of division, uh, and well, Rob, see those lines of division be around opportunity. And I guess that's, that's where the, the friction comes in. The lines of division are not being drawn on the indie side. <clears throat> I would foresay. Well, I yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, you know, I, it's just more of a perception thing than it is a reality thing. Um, mm. because er, every podcaster wants to be successful right? and, and they see a lot of attention going to the, the big networks and the big, and they would like to be a part of that, I think. And that's, I totally understandable, but like we've talked about on the show many times, there's a lot of podcasters that, you know, are doing it for different reasons than that, or they're, you know, so, I mean, it's a complicated thing and I, I just want to bring everybody together and create one community and not, you know, feel like that it's one side is pitting against the other. And yeah. I don't think they're pitting. I think they're just feel there's a perception of superiority. Right. Right. And that gets back a little bit to the article that Tom wrote too, is like, you know, we're, we're creating a perception of a platform that's, that's has a desire to professionalize so it can monetize economically more. But yet the vast majority of this medium is people that aren't interested necessarily in monetization. So how do we balance that? Right. And yeah. And that's, that's the challenge that an organization like the podcast Academy has, um, in keeping everybody getting value out of, mm -hmm. out of an organization like that. And can we bring the industry together? 
And, and some people object to me even use the, the term industry around podcasting because then it applies it's kind of a commercial thing and it, it probably isn't, um, shouldn't be perceived that way. Maybe it just should be seen as a medium and I'll, I'm starting to shift my wording to describe it as medium, not industry. Uh, I've always said space. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I also hear people objecting to that. It's like, well, what does that mean? Right. Yeah. It's a space where we occupy. <laughs> so just so everybody knows today, we're not going for 90 minutes. We're only going for an hour. Rob has a right. hard out at one o'clock. So yep. uh, we've got about 15 minutes left here before we bounce and we'll get you out of here just a few minutes early because I know you have another engagement. I think you're doing an online thing, aren't you? Yeah, I'm I'm doing a session um, <clears throat> with the Podcasters Forum. It, it's a new organization that's being that got put together by Jenny Wren. Um, and she's, it's a, it's a subscription based platform to train podcasters on how to podcast. So I was going to do a keynote for her launch of that All right. today. Yeah. I had so. not heard about them. So until That's something new. popped yeah. on my Facebook thing a day or so ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, I tell you, Rob, it's an interesting time. It continues to be an interesting time in, in the, in the podcasting space. And, you know, I've, I've been talking with my team a lot about, you know, where the space is headed and, you know, right. what we see going on. And, um, it, it just, you know, I'm still remain very optimistic that the space is, uh, going to continue to see great success and continue to see growth. Right. Uh, you know, there's no more the days of someone saying what's a podcast, you know? Yeah. I don't have that conversation much anymore. That's for sure. Yeah. Very, very, I mean, very rare. And then when I do, someone does say, what it, what is it? I say, give me your phone. I think the conversation I'm having more and more is defining what a podcast is really. Um, I think people have a perception that it, it, it's a term that describes a lot more than what it originally was intended to describe. <laughs> so, um, you know, from, YouTube videos to TikTok or whatever, you know, it's like <laughs> applying to all, all sorts of what's considered to be user generated content. Now. Right. 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 It's kind of a bucket term. And, you know, and here's the thing too, user generated content, it can be Instagram, Twitter, you know, it's just all these different places where people are creating content. But so I guess that, uh, you know, that's kind of my outlook on where we're headed. Um, it's, I, I, I'm actually looking at the calendar. It's January 30th. And I'm thinking, where did, where the hell did January go? <laughs> you know, it just, I, I'm, yeah. And I look back at my calendar and I'm just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. So it's not from a lack of, there are people, and I'm sure your calendar looks the same. So if we're all staying this busy, yeah, the space must be really going somewhere, right? Thought I wanted to raise one other thing too, and this could be pretty controversial, but um, I'm I'm starting to have some concerns, and I'm maybe you are as well, but maybe we haven't talked about it. Is the what's going on in the EU the EU right now around? Um, safe harbor laws. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're worried that we're not going to have safe harbor. 
uh, there's there's some efforts afoot in the EU to um, to have platforms be responsible for copyrighted content. Yeah. So, and there's talk even in the U.S. So that's you know that's well yeah I'm governed by laws in the United States and I'm hoping we can avoid any of the insanity. People that yeah. live in the EU need to start speaking up. But it looks to me like they just ramrod stuff through and people don't get really a say. It's just whoever's elected sets a policy and does it. Yeah, I think it's just kind of like the next thing after privacy, right? Um, that they're going to go after platforms to be accountable to license holders um, more and more. So I don't know what that's going to turn into, but <clears throat> I'm sure we'll be talking about more in the future. And if you don't know what we're talking about, it's, 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 um, platforms like ours and Facebook and other ones that basically enable people to post whatever they want to right. publicly. Right. Uh, it can be copyrighted music and be copyrighted video. It can be all sorts of stuff. And the platforms could be held re uh, legally responsible for monitoring and removing those types of things, right? It gets very, 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 if you have no, if that goes in, into effect, um, prices are going to go up, have no choice. Yeah. And <clears throat> yeah, I, you know, it, it may not happen, but I do have a certain level of fear that that may be the, the trajectory that we're on. Right. And it doesn't just apply to podcasting. It applies to everything. Well, so, you know, a lot of those platforms have already put in copyright yeah, look tracking. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah, because a, they were, it was huge, you know, a huge issue. Right. So Around TV content, movie content getting published up there. Right. And a lot of the rentals said, you know, you have to monitor and take down stuff. So, you know, I, I do fear that that could be the future um who knows if or when but i'm just throwing it out there for us to be aware of gotcha well anything else in your stack today rob um hmm i don't know unless you can think of something um there's always a lot of little stuff going around but is it is it significant uh that's always the yeah I just uh, rub here. I just, you know, this global podcasting conference, I'm just, I don't understand how they're going to pull that off. Is it, it obviously doesn't sound like it's going to be virtual or maybe it so is going to be virtual. So I do want to say that, um, I, I have gotten verbal confirmation from Steve Wilson and Jordan Harbinger to join us on, on the show in the next uh, couple of weeks. Oh, that would be great. So it's just a matter of getting getting a date set so uh, to come in and Jordan can talk about w what he was doing with this advertising campaign to promote his show and um, Steve can see Wilson formerly of Apple can come in and talk talk a little bit about his work at Q Code and his perspective in the podcasting medium not specifically to talk about Apple because he's that's not fair for us to ask him about that, but, um, but he can give us his experience, um, on what's going on in the space. Cause he's been working in the podcasting space at Apple for 15 years. So yeah. he, he recently left to go to work for a, um, fictional 
content company out of Los Angeles. So, And Steve, there is a fiction category in the podcasting right. awards this year. Right. <laughs> yeah. So he saw that as a huge opportunity, um, on, which is a, a little bit of a new category in the podcasting space. Right, right. It's been bubbling for many years. Um, but I think it's reached a certain opportunity level that, uh, that the big, you know, some of the big studios and content scripts down in LA, that don't get made into TV shows or maybe they're getting trial ballooned as podcasts and right. maybe eventually will become TV shows. So it's a little bit of the model similar to Wondery, but Wondery was a little bit more specialized into more reality based stories. Um, yeah. Now I won't out who sent me a note, but one of the podcast listing platforms sent me a note and it was very comical. Uh huh. What's that? <laughs> about the new category for the podcast awards and uh which one i can't say who because i'll betray confidence on which platform sent me a note but uh i, I could foresee this being very interesting <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> because you know um some platforms are heard on multiple different types of things <laughs> you know for example you can listen to spotify on the web you can listen to spotify in an app you can listen to google podcasts on audible you can listen to google on the google podcast app you can listen on uh oh, excuse me, amazon uh, regular amazon so there's all these different ways <laughs> So which listening platform? So my advice is to anyone, if you, if you have um, a Roku app, if, you, if you're on a smart home device, all those categories, <laughs> you know, tune in on, on the smart home device or tune in on the, uh, on the internet. Perfect. To register twice. Get them both. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. It might, it actually might build awareness. I think we did have the, so did you decide finally, I mean, actually that you were going to add the best listening platform? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you are definitely going to do it. It's on the list. I needed an even number. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, then I, of course, people said, how come not the the best new podcast or, you know, so. Here's the problem with here. It is, but that one's harder. I have, would have to go through and all the applications Then I'm going to have, I'm still gonna have to do this anyway. All the applications where I have to qualify and say, okay, is this show really the dealio? You know, is it really, is is it, first of all, do we have it? it, Well, Well, what qualifies as new? Right. And we'd have to put that definition out there. So this year it's no, we'll see how we do with these 10. I've already had my, uh, uh, Dev is like he's been testing for the last two days to make sure we're okay, and we are. The platform was designed to expand, and he actually was ahead of my ahead of the curve with me. And he said, "Oh, don't worry, we we knew you're going to grow it at some point, so we we planned it to be uh to be ready." So I did go to um Daniel J. Lewis's. Um, site that tracks the current numbers in the podcasting space. Uh, And I I pulled some numbers that I was going to share on my presentation here in five minutes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Is that there's currently what 1.8 
th- or 1.8 million podcasts. Yeah. Actually, it's it's 1,816,000 podcasts now, yep. of which about 1.1 million are active, have a fresh episode in the within, last three months. Within the last 90 days. Yeah. Yep. That's, and, that's a big change. Right. And... Uh, the average, I, I guess in the last month anyway, about 85,000 new podcasts were added. So we're, we're, you know, that's a new normal now. Right. Is getting close to 100,000 new shows every month. And we have 43 million episodes as of January 21st. Just for uh, the year? Uh, well, as of published episodes, um, total published, published episodes. So. Um, Hold on, then, Rob. Forty-three million published episodes uh, for what time frame? Um, as of January twenty twenty-one. So there's more that's than that's what's in in the catalog right now. Oh, in the catalog, forty-three million. Right. It seems Plus. seems yeah. weird. It seems a little low. Does it? Well, I okay. Well, I guess if it's is he's probably only counting active podcasts. Huh? I'd like yeah, to know what the right. def- definition of that is. Right, right, right. And then um, 383,000 active shows uh, in the last 90 days with 10 or more episodes. Hmm. So those are shows that have been around a little bit longer. And then 105,000 shows, active shows, in the last 90 days with just one episode. So you can, you know, that that number and the 85,000 number come you know, pretty close to each other. Yep. So a new well, podcast, um, you know, if they publish once a week. I mean, a certain percentage of those, uh, only have one episode or they are shows that just published one episode and never published a second one. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say. Well, Rob, if but we're going to give you two minutes to breathe. <clears throat> okay. We should probably jump out. Yeah. Of here then. So it's, it's again, going in only an hour today. Cause Rob's got to bounce. Kind of thin on stuff anyway. We'd probably finish early. So I'm yeah. Todd at Blueberry.com at Geek News on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter as well at Rob Greenlee. And uh, I can also uh, be found on email too, uh, Rob G at Lipson.com. So I want to thank everybody for hanging out with us here today. We'll be back on Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And uh, if you got a comment about the show and look forward to having these guests on at some point. So let's get them booked sooner than later yep. and uh, we'll get them on. Everyone take care. Have a great day. Have a great okay. rest of your weekend. We'll see you next time here on the new media show. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Bye.